0: WNYC would like to issue the following disclaimer. Duplicast is not an Orphan Black recap podcast. It is an Orphan Black podcast and it does contain recaps, but also very silly things. Thank you for listening and please enjoy.
1: You're in a field, right?
0: Uh Uh-huh.
1: And you just find a carrot and two lumps of coal. What was
0: there six months ago? A burning rabbit?
1: Well, I guess that that does make sense, but that's not the answer to the riddle.
0: You know, I'm not good at riddles. Yeah,
1: no, but it's that's what it's about. You know, it's all about breaking codes. Okay, and... well,
0: give me a hint. All right, but so there's a is. carrot and coal. Right, so it's coal. A summer now. Okay.
1: Summer now. This yes. two lumps of coal and
0: a carrot. Okay, um. But six months ago, it was something else. Okay, drifters came by, planted some carrots, they cooked some meat on the coal, they died. It was a snowman!
1: There was a snowman six months ago. Oh. It's a riddle.
0: Mm. It's its eyes and it's nose. So it took six months for it to melt?
1: No, it just, it doesn't, it's a classic riddle, it's a classic riddle, Emma.
0: I've never heard of it. (laughs)
1: Welcome to Duplicast, the only Orphan Black fan cast by clones, for clones, and other
0: people. I'm Hannah Bingham. And I'm Emma Drexler. And today we're going to talk about episode 8, season 3 of Orphan Black. Shay tries that weird Japanese no touchy healy thing on Cosima. Delphine has no inner monologue. And Rachel's looking good. Like, real good. Well good. Like, so good
1: after the break we talked to freddie taiwan about code breaking and board games
2: um i'm basically uh, a code expert because i'm a dungeon master
0: interior mexico day dr fucking cody enters alive she's Unkillable. But she does talk to that. Is It's the same guy, right? Same white dude, CIA guy. He says he has a source inside of Project Lita. Inside Lita? How
1: the hell did you manage that?
0: Ooh, which one is it? Let's get Donnie and Allison out of the way. God bless them after last week's shenanigans. They're still going strong. In fact, even stronger. They now have taken in Helena and Gracie as their drug plant slaves. You know, cult yes. escapees, perfect for that sort of thing. They have so much to talk about. They can talk about the cults that they were in. They could talk about the babies. Okay, so Helena is grateful for Allison's beautiful clothes. She likes the suburban lifestyle, I think. A lot of floral prints. Mm-hmm. And she loves Donnie. Uh-oh-oh. Uh, uh. How did she do Strong like ox? You're, you're strong like ox. She has great taste in men.
2: <laughs> it's not usually this thick when Allie does it. So maybe we need two baby ox.
1: <laughs> 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 You're a funny man, Donnie <laughs> It's Very kind of you.
0: Donnie's into it for a second, but he's more concerned about Jason kissing Allison yeah, or the love triangle? Uh, there's Allison four people is
1: incapable of meeting somebody as an adult. She met Jason in high school mm-hmm. and then she met Donnie in college.
0: I think she and, she and Vic, I think she and Vic could have had a thing. Maybe there's like a gym instructor she's into we just haven't met him yet. Right? Donnie texts Jason as Allison and meets up with him, confronts Jason, gets gets into a slap fight. I do love Donnie. He is useless. He's getting more he and more fascinating. Yeah,
1: and he loves Allison.
0: They actually complement each other quite well. Right.
1: I may be a bitch, but I'm Allison's bitch, and you're just a stupid dropout.
0: So let's get into the meat of this episode. A lot of intrigue. The Island of Dr. Moreau. I, I don't know if there's any comparison to be made quite yet. Of course, I've, I've not read Dr. Moreau yet. I will. Dr. Moreau, he uh, breeds half-animal, half-human hybrids on an island. And are you suggesting these characters are half-human, half-animal hybrids on an island?
1: No, absolutely not. I mean, I would never describe a clone as half-human, half-animal.
0: Well, we're Um, all animals. Well, I, I mean, I guess technically that's true. Delphine thinks Rachel's a liability and even tells it to her face, which <laughs> seems like a bad idea. Rachel's a dangerous, dangerous thing. And we know that she is back to full strength dangerous because she's primping again. And when a woman starts putting makeup on and primping, she also starts scheming. Yeah, where did she get that lipstick
1: from? Looking good, Rachel. You. Yeah.
0: accessories. Rachel wants to strike a deal with Sarah in exchange for deciphering Duncan's book. She wants to steal another clone's identity and live a peaceful life in Taiwan. So this other clone, Crystal, comes into play. Crystal, more like Dits-tall. yes, Yeah, she is the Ditsy clone.
1: She's the Ditsy clone. She's amazing.
0: And then Felix, of course, shows up pretending to be Canadian and therefore not gay. Because no Canadians are gay. There are no gay people in Canada, obviously. And all British people are. Uh, Uh
1: Yes, that's also definitely true.
0: I got an appointment with Crystal. She doesn't mean Manny Petty. A man who cares for his extremities. That's hot. (laughs) Come. Yeah. So she tells him everything. She even tells him that she is formulating some sort of theory. She's not sure what's going on, but she thinks there's a conspiracy. Except she has a tiny notebook
1: with the caster tattoo on the front of it, where she's clearly figured out a
0: lot of stuff. Yeah, she keeps a diary.
1: Yes, because she's just as smart as the rest of them, you know? See, nature versus nurture, nurture versus nature. Mm -hmm. It's all the nature of clones.
0: Felix doesn't help her because Sarah tells him not to. So she gets kidnapped again. Cosima
1: and Delphine make out again. For a second. It's very sweet. Shay is very annoying. And she's clearly, there's something going on with Shay. Yeah. Where she she's too good to be true. And the Reiki healing. Oh, gross.
0: You know. Delphine suggests that Shay might be a spy. Or maybe Delphine... Just want is just spying on Shay. We're not sure. She drops a file in Cosima's hands toward the end of the episode. We'll find out what's in there next episode. She could, you know, maybe she's not a spy or Delphine doesn't think she's a spy, but she could become a spy later. This doesn't solve anything.
1: Any person, any face, any love, anyone could be a spy. Is that a threat?
0: And then finally, Rachel escapes. First of all, scott's nerd army Mm -hmm. finally comes into play they i don't know what they do are they hacking into mainframes and taking out cameras pulling them through secret doors i don't know what's going on i'm enjoying the hell out of it oh we forgot to mention one of the caster clones he steals the book but there was a copy made one of the nerd army friends he brought it to sarah's house And when Rachel and Scott escape Dyad, they come there and try to decode. Creepy farm doctor, he shows up with muscle, steals the copy of the book. Rachel fakes a seizure. And then Rachel and farm doctor, they're in cahoots. Yep. And Rachel's off somewhere in Germany, Taiwan, England, I don't know where, getting a new glass eye. I assume it's glass or not.
1: Why couldn't they take
0: one of Crystal's eyes and put it into Rachel? I mean, I know that. I swear I thought they did because when he was taking the bandage off of Crystal's Mm -hmm. face, I was like, oh, no, they took her eye. Oh, good. They didn't. But they should have to make it convincing. Right? Right. Right. All, all anyone has to do is, is, is be like, hey, Rachel, let's check your bandage, see if it's oozing. Oh, wait, you have an eye now. Magic. And the jig is up. So anything could happen next week.
1: Will we learn about the decoded do- island of Dr. Moreau? Will we know who the uh, Lita leak is? Will Cosima finally get a girlfriend that she deserves? Right?
0: You know? I'm going to say yes to all three of those things.
1: Join us after the break while we talk to Freddie Taiwan about code breaking and board games.
0: All right. We're back with our guest today. uh, guest today, Freddie Taiwan, who's a crypto analyst. Thank you so much for being here.
2: Thank you for having me.
0: So this is very exciting. Obviously, in this episode of
1: Orphan Black that we just watched, there was a lot of code breaking. Mm,
2: Love a good code.
1: It's fascinating. And we really don't know very much about it. I love riddles.
0: And I don't. And it doesn't. So is code breaking similar to Riddles, or is it well, its own thing?
2: Yeah. So, okay, so here's the thing. Uh, when I said I was a code expert, um, I'm basically uh, a code expert in because uh, I'm a dungeon master.
0: You work in a prison?
2: Okay. No, that's a, that's a good question. Uh, no, I, I, uh, I am a, a dungeon master. I, I control the story, the narrative adventure of a Dungeons & Dragons game. Uh, I've been running the same campaign for the last seven years, so I've seen my fair share of uh, puzzles and riddles, so I, I think it-, it qualifies.
1: Wow, seven years? Seven years. That seems like a long time for one code.
2: Uh, well, there have been, there've been actually many codes. Take, for example, uh, okay, so we were in the desert of Xanthor, okay, and we were right off the Sword Coast. Uh, my uh-huh. adventurers enter this temple, and on the front, there's a, a riddle I've put in front of them that they need to solve in order to gain entrance. It goes, what gets wetter the more it dries an ogre?
1: I know. I know this one.
2: Okay, what is it? Go for it.
1: It's a towel. Uh, well, a <laughs> uh, close.
2: Uh, an ogre towel. But, uh, yeah. Oh. Yeah. Oh. That's pretty good. I didn't listen to the ogre bit. Well, yeah, I mean, the ogre bit's the key. But uh very good. I mean yeah, you you got it I think.
0: And oh. can this um be applied to real life code breaking scenarios? Oh,
2: absolutely. Absolutely. The skills are interchangeable. In a way it's kind of like magic, huh? <laughs> yeah. Uh so uh so what's what's the hardest code you guys know?
0: My pin number?
2: Oh, your pin number? Your pin number is a code?
0: If you knew my email password code then yes.
2: Okay. I'm going to do a little deducing here. You ready? Sure. Email password code. Email. Email. Mail. Pony Express. Ponies. What eats ponies? Uh, fire elementals. Fire elemental from the plane of Zur. Your password is Zur.
0: Oh my gosh. And now everybody knows it.
2: <laughs> Thank you. Oh, you have Thank to change you. your password. Thank you. Thank you. Wow,
0: yeah. That was
1: so impressive. Well, you
2: know.
0: How do I change a password? Uh, I don't know.
2: <laughs> I just crack them. You know, I don't, I don't fix them. <laughs> Sorry. Well, you know, it's what happens when you mess with fire, you know. <laughs> you get burnt. Uh, yeah. Well, so I've got I a... feel
1: like it was worth it to get that fantastic example of code breaking. Thank
2: you. Thank you. I got, I got another one for you if you'd like, if you guys want to t- take another stab at it.
0: Fine. Yeah.
2: Okay. Here we go. A young adventurer. Is brought to the church. He's injured. He needs medical attention. The priest right. comes up and says, I can't operate on this adventurer. This adventurer is my son.
1: Like, it's a woman. Hey. It's
0: a priestess. Um
2: uh, uh well, uh yeah, 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 it's a it's a priestess. Uh so did you get did you get the
0: Why can't a male priest have a son?
2: I think I forgot the top of that riddle. I think I think I forgot the part where that uh, he was hanging out. I might try that one again. Can I tell you that riddle again? Sure. Can I tell you that riddle again? How's that sound? Okay. All right, you ready? Here goes. Okay. An adventurer and his son are out in the woods. Uh, They come across a goblin band. The adventurer's son gets shot by a bunch of arrows. The adventurer takes his son to the local church. He needs some help. The head of the church comes in. Looks at the poor adventurer's son and says, "Oh no, I can't heal this boy. This is my son. What happened?"
0: So the the thing that you forgot to mention before was the goblin.
2: Uh, that 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 the man it, it, it's a it's a play on gender stereotypes, really. And I and I forgot to mention that the the father was was already there earlier.
0: I love this. Thank you. Let's try another one.
2: Uh yes. Okay. I th- I think I've got I've got one more for you. Are you ready? Okay. Mhm. Mm-hmm. Okay, so this is a puzzle that was confronting uh some of my uh, adventurers in the Plane of Elemental Evil. Now this is a new edition. Uh this is well from the 5th edition. This is some very serious planar energies are going on. So they're walking through, they're voiding magic left, right, swords go scro- and they come across a letter. It's floating in the air. They open up the letter. It says, "What has four hairy legs in the morning, two hairy legs at noon, and three hairy legs in the evening?"
0: An ape. Um, it could be an ape.
2: It could. Well, I it guess could it could be... be. It could be an ape, but um...
0: or a hair suit person.
2: Okay. Well, it's not. It. Um, it uh, uh, a phone fawn no it's not a fawn no um
0: a fawn that's injured later in life no it's uh it's giving mm. given a prosthesis but just one yeah a centaur that can walk on its hind legs
2: exactly correct
0: what why
2: Ah! yeah you got it your man you're very good at these you're very good at these you're so good at riddles i feel
0: like i would be good at them if i got the point of them
2: Uh, the point is cracking codes (gasps) uh it uses
1: it, uses, Emma, it uses you always your... ruin these things Ugh. you' just like no fun
0: it's just a fun riddle that's mean oh no you just just have fun with it um uh, okay I'll try just if great. if we could do one more I'll try to have fun with it
2: okay great this is one that was uh, this was a a keystone puzzle in um, one of my earlier adventures get pumped
0: Yay. They're
2: fighting skeletons, smashing them left and right. All of a sudden, floating in the middle of the air is a letter. They open up the letter. It says, you will die if you don't solve this. Solve it. I was a little more on the nose back in that day. The riddle is such. It says, you walk into a room. There is a pool of water on the ground. And above it, there is a man hanging from a noose. There are no entrances and no exits. There's
0: an ice what block. What happened?
2: Uh, no. No, that's ridiculous. Well, who would use an ice block? No.
0: No, uh. he used an ice block to stand on.
2: Mm, that doesn't really make any sense.
0: So, what's the was answer? Is it a water elemental? Was yes! It a water It element? was! <laughs> yes!
1: Yes, yes it was! This is so fun for me!
2: Yes, we're having... Yes, you are so good... God, are, are you busy? Are you busy on Tuesday evenings? No, because uh, this my my crew oh. could really use you. Because I'd re- if with your help, I think I could really step up my puzzle game.
1: Oh, that sounds that sounds really fun.
2: Awesome. Well, I'll, uh, I'll, I'll send you the details. You know, oh, I'll, I'll write yeah, them up okay, for you.
1: you have got my 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 number.
2: Yes. Yeah. I mean, uh, awesome. I'll, I'll I'll mail you. Uh, be on the lookout for uh, an enchanted piece of vellum coming your way. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yes.
0: Oh, I Hannah, I'm so happy for like you. That. You have a friend. Finally. I have friends. I have
1: lots of friends. No, this is the
0: first time anyone's ever asked you to do anything friendly. This is great. No, that's I have I I've have several friends. Oh, she's just embarrassed. <laughs> you know how lonely people can be. Oh, I know.
2: <laughs> yes. Yes.
0: So
1: Freddie, yes. So do you think that like hypothetically you could use these code breaking skills for like uh government Type things or like...
2: Absolutely, and I've sent no the spying. government many letters uh, as such, uh, telling them such things.
0: Were they in code?
2: Uh, they were in a pretty clever code or two that I developed. Um, I mean, I think the problem is they couldn't crack it, so uh, they, they didn't know how to, how to get back at me. Huh. Yeah. Um,
1: see, that's why you're the code breaker, see, and that's so why we're just... Podcast hosts.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, I mean, you know, what? Do uh, you guys have any troublesome codes in your life that have been causing you trouble? Because I'm on a roll. I'm on a hot oh, roll. No,
1: codes are not the thing that ever troubles me in my life. No, codes. Are, codes are the easy bit. I think. Mm. You know, and I just don't really think about it too much. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. Emma's not like me and you. She I has this body
0: I... pillow named ted
1: oh i've got
2: oh yes I she bet.
0: watches tv with him
2: i've got several of those yes Are you dumb t- i told you never
1: to tell anybody that why would you tell anybody that
0: because you embarrassed me well that's it for
1: duplicas this week i'm hannah bingham and
0: i'm emma drexler and I've got lots of friends This episode of Duplicast was written and performed by Anna Rubinova and Siobhan Thompson with special guest John Timothy It was produced by Jen Poyant Caitlin Thompson and Paula Schumann with production help from Ethan Scheel our musical theme was composed by Jake Cowett, who was one of the first people to get an Apple Watch What a Dick.
1: You can't tell the time, though.